Welcome to Relationship, where real-life couple Justin and Candace share their keeping it real perspective on the ins and outs of their personal and professional experiences, navigating the ups and downs of partnerships in life and business. They will also offer practical advice for maintaining strong, healthy, fun, and successful relationships in life and business. If you're ready for comedic and insightful exploration of life, love, law, business, and everything else in between, you're in the right place. Buckle up, it's going to be a wild ride. Here are your hosts, Justin and Candace. All right, welcome back, guys, to another episode of Relationship. Today, we have an extraordinary couple joining us who have not only built a successful law firm together, but have also forged a remarkable partnership in life. Aaron brings a wealth of expertise as a trusted advisor to businesses of all sizes, offering general counsel services and guiding clients through complex commercial transactions privacy compliance, and strategic decision-making. His dedication has earned him recognition as a rising star by super lawyers, reflecting his commitment to delivering an exceptional, exceptional legal guidance. Alessandra, is it Alessandra? Or do you like Alessandra? Alessandra, correct. Alessandra. Yes, that's right. Okay. On the other hand, is a powerhouse in the realm of dispute resolution and into a proper intellectual property litigation. With a passion for technology and innovation, she has represented clients in high stakes cases against industry giants and provided creative solutions in groundbreaking sectors such as cannabis, e-commerce, diversity and inclusion, and digital assets. Together, Aaron and Alessandra have formed a dynamic duo, combining their legal acumen and entrepreneurial Spirit to create Messing PC, a law firm known for its innovative approach and commitment to social justice. They have not only excelled professionally, but have also dedicated their time and expertise to pro bono work, championing causes such as improving diversity and inclusivity within the legal profession. Welcome to Relationship, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. It's almost as if we wrote that. <laughs> Very complimentary. I like that. <laughs> So very happy to have you guys on as you guys are fellow lawyers who are partners in business and in life. Um, so I can't wait to get down to all the nitty gritty stuff. And just, but you know, we're, we're a little bit, well, um, she's like Howard. I'm kind of like Fred. So like, you know, I don't know if you listen to Howard Stern still. Um, uh, He's like silent. I, 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 I like type in at times. <laughs> so we always like to start the podcast where you guys do a little bit more of an introduction for yourself, something that wasn't discussed in Justin's intro, more about your background. So Alessandra, if you want to go first, tell the audience a little bit about yourself or what you want the audience to know Um, we haven't already, you know, divulged. Absolutely. Um, So we're both native New Yorkers and like real native New Yorkers, not, you know, uh, like upstate New Yorker. Like we're both from the city. Um, We didn't make it very far in life. Yeah. Geographically. But you're in the best place ever. That's one of his favorite lines. Truly. It always hits. Yeah. But yes. So I was at Big Law for 10 years and I joined Aaron he started the firm right before the pandemic, actually. So that was quite insane, but kind of worked out, worked itself out. Um, timing ended up being pretty good. And um, were you together yeah. already when you joined him? Yes. So we've been together since um, 2010. Oh, we yeah. met in law school. Okay. And um, so we were already married and had kids when I joined the firm that Aaron started, our firm, Messing PC. 
Um, so in addition to what you described, um, I also do now IP counseling, business litigation, as well as IP litigation. And, you know, it's definitely not easy and I'm sure we'll get into all that, but, um, it's but worth it's fun, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are, you, you are anticipating my next question. So as you know, I, I love to talk about this because, you guys, so far, what you've mentioned, which isn't a lot thus far, kind of mirrors uh, our scenario in that Justin also went off on his own first. I was I wasn't a big law, but I was, you know, somewhere else at a, at a pretty, you know, decent sized firm. And I don't know if you had the same experience, Alessandra, but did you when Aaron said, hey, listen, you want to join me? I'm assuming that's what happened. Um, were you like? fuck no, I can't, I'm not a risk taker? Or were you like, yes, thank you for, you know, taking inviting me, me, to inviting me <laughs> and taking me out of my misery working at Big Law? Like, what was the scenario? So, so he had been trying to get me to join for a while, um, like since basically he decided to start the practice. Um, I was not in the beginning ready to take that risk but like many people i think the pandemic really shifts your perspective on everything truly yes and having gone through that experience and i got to the point where i was like okay it's this is the right thing for now we also had a deal where it was like okay we'll try it out for a year and if it's not working we'll reevaluate at that time um so i wasn't like all in all in but i it was time for me to kind of move on to the next phase of my career regardless i was essentially guaranteed partnership and you know, at, at my old firm and, you know, while that was what I had been working for for 10 years, it, you know, just kind of hit me at a certain point that I was like, this is not the right path for me anymore. And really, I want to create my own path, not take the ones that have been laid out. You know, I think in law school, they really kind of teach you there's like big law, you know, smaller firms, public service and in-house it's like those are the only kind of like four options and i think we kind of have to reevaluate all that and really stop kind of convincing law students that you have to take this cookie cutter career path because there's much more out there right absolutely yeah and then ever since i decided to to go off and start the firm i had been begging alessandra to join because uh, we're basically a, a bit of good cop, bad cop, uh, and I have a lot of bark, but not necessarily the the litigation chops to to back it up. And so, having Alessandra on board was just a, a, an incredible upgrade in in giving us the ability to really be full service and and handle anything that, for the most part, that our that our clients had to deal with. And you know, so I, I had a, a, a interesting path to uh, you know to my career. I was supposed to be at a firm called the Dreyer Firm, which uh, about three weeks was very famous. Uh, Mark Dreyer stole four hundred million dollars from his clients, and it was big news until Madoff stole many billions, and then everyone kind of forgot about him. So I was hustling basically from day one. Uh, I ended up 
uh, getting a job at a, a spinoff from Reed Smith out in Jersey, commuted an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, God. Uh, it was just a formative. Yeah, it was in Jersey traffic and, and Jersey drivers. I'm sorry if everyone from Jersey can earmuff. <laughs> it, it was it was interesting. See, I'm being reserved. But it's a it, shit it show. A, I'll say it for you. Shit show. Oh, it shit was I don't like driving in Jersey. And, and, and a, if someone from Jersey wants to answer this, what is what is the thing where you know you're in the rain and there's been an accident and so everyone's inching by and then everyone speeds up like a like you know berserk to because clearly you know the rain caused an accident it's not going to happen again right it just it was brutal um, in Florida we call it reckless being reckless yeah that would probably be an understatement <laughs> in Jersey, but, um, yeah in Florida most so, drivers don't have a license though so. Reckless people can take it as an insult or as a compliment. <laughs> I didn't say stupid. Right. I didn't say I just said reckless. <laughs> Some badasses out there um, are like, yeah, I was reckless. So actually, this is not at all related, but it's a great interlude. So we, we teach our kids that there's kids' words and, and grown-up words. And we're, we're driving on the highway in New Jersey uh, to a friend's house and some idiot cuts us off, like zooms and goes in front of us. And we're all just really quiet. And Zeke, uh, our oldest, says, what a fucking maniac. And just, like, what do you say? <laughs> You're not wrong. Trying to try not to laugh and encourage you. But, but those are grown up words. Yeah. Anyway. He's my hero. So, yeah, but, so, he's my hero. Yeah. So just from a very, uh, you know, from from the the very earliest stages of my of my career, I knew that I didn't want to be dependent on somebody, and that I wanted to have a book of business. And you know, seeing you know lawyers get laid off and struggling and doing contract work, and I, I just didn't want to ever be at somebody's mercy again like that. So for me, I always knew that this is something that I wanted to do. And fortunately, after a lot of begging, I was able to to twist Alzheimer's arm and have her join it. Was, yeah, was it yes, easy? Was it easy? Well, what he didn't all? mention. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. Go on, Alessandra. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say the part that he didn't mention is that we graduated in 2010 and 2011, which for those that are in the legal industry know that was like the you know right after the recession of 2007 2008 it kind of took there was a little bit of a delay for it to hit the legal industry so those were the years where like everyone graduated and didn't have a job or they were summer associates but didn't get offers and it was like absolutely horrific honestly so i was lucky that i did have a firm job and aaron had one but then the firm blew up because the named partner stole all this money so it was definitely a tumultuous time to come out of law school it it built character because it's (laughs) something that i've been lacking and so i'm glad that i was able to to get fill that (laughs) don't be so self-deprecating you guys sound awesome so far so we we've established the fact that you it was just a fortuitous thing and it was a necessity for you to go off on your own so that bypasses my question of whether it was as risky for you or were you just as reticent as alessandra to leave but you didn't have a choice and so sometimes i feel so like i did six a- years in in 
Jersey and then found a new firm when uh, when Zeke was uh, being brewed and then worked there for a couple of years and then realized there there's no, you know, there, there's no way to really do things the way that you want unless it's your name on the door. So Right, right. The other thing I think deserves mentioning, I'll take credit, is that it's not as risky to go off on your own when you have a partner that makes enough money that allows you the security to do something like that. Right. So, they call but it that, but then that up. makes it difficult when it, when it came time to leaving, that makes it that much more difficult. Like Justin going off on his own before I joined him yeah, was I went off two, the easy part. Yeah, I went off in 2010 and I was, I do a lot of personal injury work and, and property. So during the recession, well, people were still getting in car accidents, so it didn't really yeah. hit, it didn't hit that area of law. It's like we're upset if you're upset and you, and you got into a car accident because you lost your job or something, you're still in an accident. If you were happy and partying, well, you got sacked, you're, you're still getting into an accident. Right. So no matter what, right. it never, there was never ever a lull yeah. per, per se. But that but that's what made it so difficult for me to leave was that I was really the sole breadwinner. I mean, not yeah. the sole breadwinner, but at that I was, point, yes, at that you point were, yes. when he was starting out. I was the main breadwinner. So that was, you know, it was very difficult. So let's fast forward. Now you join Aaron and give me a snapshot of what year one or even six months look like for you guys meshing. And and please don't hold back. Give us all the gory details. Oh God! We'll tell you about our rocket disaster. Yeah, we'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, so so coming from small law, there was a lot of do it yourself, figure it out. You know, there there was no one else, and and especially you know the firm that I was at for a, a while. You know, all the shit flows downhill, and I was at the bottom. Um, whereas Alessandra came from a big firm with tons of resources, paralegals, legal secretaries, copy rooms and copy rooms for copy rooms and, and all the, the <laughs> glorious stuff that you pay thousands of dollars an hour for. And so I think that was probably the biggest. Well, obviously, you know, parenting and being married and working together is a challenge of its own, but but I think the the biggest you're talking about the first six months, the biggest kind of obstacle or or, or hurdle was just simply and then credit to Alessandra relearning everything about her practice in a you know in being able to to be self sufficient and and not have the you know the the riches of of resources that that you have at Big Law. Yes, I have a different answer. And since this is no no holding back, okay? So I think the biggest mistake that we made in getting ready for me to join is not having enough and not having detailed enough conversations about how it was going to go, who was going to do what, you know, like what roles were going to be, what our goals were going to be, things like that. And so... For me, I would say the biggest challenge was and to a large degree remains all of the business stuff. Like I know how to be a lawyer, but I have never run my business before. And if we're being honest with ourselves, there was a lot of cleaning up to do because Aaron was 
one person. Like he did an amazing, incredible job starting a firm. I honestly don't even know how he did it. Although I do, cause he just like, didn't sleep, you know, for two years or whatever. But, um, <laughs> still you're one person and you have every job in the business. And so there were a lot of, you know, management and administrative tasks that I came in and took over to get things to a place where they needed to be. But I wasn't also kind of like mentally prepared for those responsibilities. Like in your mind, you kind of idealize what things are going to be like. And I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, helping him with his existing work. I'm going to be going out and getting new clients of my own. I'm focusing on like the client work itself, the actual practice of law. But then there was this whole monstrous responsibility of running the business itself. And that's really difficult. There's just so much to juggle. And that for me, especially as a parent, that's the biggest challenge in my life even now is like managing and juggling all of the responsibilities that I have. So and I'm sure coming from had- coming from big law, did you ever have those moments where you said to Aaron, yeah, you know what, um, just like bring this up to HR or like, you know, can you just hand this over to the marketing department? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I am HR. I am the marketing department. I am, yes. you know, Except the, the, it's the, me. the docketing. I joke department. about that. Yes. I joke about that to other people. And I'm like, oh, the marketing department did this. And I'm like, it's me. I'm the marketing department. Like, it's no, me. I never had those moments. I, I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's right. It's, it's me. I'm the problem. But, you know, in fairness, I will say, while I did come from big law, I was doing primarily plaintiff side patent litigation. So... I didn't, I also wasn't at the biggest, the wealthiest of firms out there, you know, so resources at times were tight and I was used to doing plenty on my own as well. It's not always the lack of resources, especially now technology. It's all the legwork that has to go into implementing those technologies, identifying those technologies, you know, and like, yeah, do I wish that like, I don't want to have to like go to FedEx to like send something out because I never had to do that before, but Hey, it is what it is. We got to do what we got to do. You know, hundred percent. Did you have, for example, like, did you have other types challenging issues like we did um, such as, you know, figuring out who's, strengths you know who had certain strengths who had certain weaknesses like for us our challenge was that i got frustrated and i'm wondering if you ever went through that where either of you gets frustrated with the other because of the other person's weakness that you're not seeing as a weakness you're just like well why the fuck can't you do this you know and and it's like and it took somebody saying to me (laughs) justin hates it when i say this I was like, he's, he was one of my co-counsels on a couple of class actions, but he's like, Candace, stop clubbing a baby seal. Like, how would you like it if Michael Jordan came up to you and was like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you fly across the basketball court so easily like I can? And that was when at the moment it hit me where I was like, whoa, 
Justin has a lot of strengths that are my weaknesses. And I'm only focusing on my strengths, which happen to be his. And I'm just bitching for the sake of bitching, thinking that everything I do is a strength. And let's not forget that. (laughs) (laughs) I am the seal. (laughs) Graphic. Such a graphic, like, uh, yeah. But in being real, that's, I mean, we struggle with that. I mean, some people would be embarrassed to admit that, like, I was an asshole and I really thought my shit didn't stink on any level. And that, you know, because I had your way's a better way. My way was the better way. And I was hell bent on getting him to do shit the way I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I can relate to that because my way is usually the better way. Um, no, the, the, all right, then, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, Um, did you guys have that though? Seriously, is that, is that something that you guys struggled with or I'm just wondering? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I, I think we also were aware of our own and each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, but that didn't mean we like knew how to deal with it almost. It's, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but. I mean, again, full disclosure, we both have ADHD, but it presents differently in each of us. So even though I too have ADHD, like he's doing things the way that he's always done them. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This is the way that you need to do it. You need to follow like the strategies that have worked for me, but that they don't work for him. Right. And you know, and he's trying to tell me that like, oh, I've tried to do that, but it doesn't work. And I'm just like, yes, it does. Just do it, you know? And that's kind of like the asshole way of handling things. It's everyone needs to figure out. Okay. I was going to say, even just getting Alessandra oriented, meaning like my folder, my client folders were arranged in a way that made tons of sense to me and were incomprehensible to Alessandra. So there's, you know, there's definitely a meshing of styles. and, And yeah, there's frankly... Uh, you know, there's a lot of things where and, and what, what works out nicely is that we really do complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. I think I mentioned before, my bark is, uh, you know, a lot worse than my bite. And so, you know, I'm constantly like I'll write something in a letter and she'll be like eh, and tones it down a little bit. We have those moments, too. Yeah. Justin likes to be I emotional. The, same and for me. the what? Yeah. No, I say the same for me. Like he'll kind of put me in check at times because there's, you know, something going on that I'm taking personally, or I'm very passionate about relating to something I'm helping a client with and like kind of is able to give me that more objective perspective or or way of handling things. Well, and also like, for example, Alessandra spent many, many years, um, you know, doing plaintiff side litigation, suing all the, the big, uh, you know, tech companies, if you can think of a tech company, she's probably sued them and taken money off them. <laughs> um, and, you know, that kind of litigation is no holds barred, you know, make it as painful as possible for the other side, make make everything into a contentious issue. And yeah, because they have all the resources to jerk you around. So you have to play tough. Well, absolutely. And, and, you know, and also lawyers like to get paid. And if they if they've got, you know, a a blank check to be able to to do whatever sneaky nonsense, they're going to do it. Right. Um, I'm not the sneaky type. So I'll put that out there. 
No, absolutely. And well, <laughs> do not I, impugn my reputation, sir. No, I was saying, well, what I was getting at is that, you know, Alessandro would, you know, when, you, when you're used to litigating against some of the biggest law firms, you expect a, a standard of, of quality and so on. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes there would be just stupidity or incompetence that Alessandra would take personally because she's like, the only reason why this is happening is because they're being disrespectful or they're doing it on purpose. And it's like, no, Occam's razor, they're just a moron. And and you, you know, need to... True. That's something I was, I did not know how to handle. It was like almost litigating against someone who is, I mean, basically not a good lawyer. Or mailing it what the hell are they doing? Like, I almost didn't know how to handle that. But I will say the other area where, like, we, I don't want to say have conflict, but it's like where we, our styles, are, we're still figuring it out is I've always been used to working on teams because I'm used to, you know, I come from a place of doing high stakes litigation and Aaron's used to working just on his own. And so the way that I function and operate is like more in a collaborative team like focused fashion and Aaron's just used to do it like just do what he has to do that's it like you know not checking with the other person necessarily or like not always singing it's necessary which it's not but like you Updates know and, and yeah, keeping people like in the loop. yeah so well, let me tell you something I'm not I'm going to stop you there for a minute because you said something that Justin and I actually talked about with another guest of ours uh, during our podcast yesterday. You said conflict and then you took a step back and you go, well, well, not conflict. Almost like you were scared to say the word conflict. But just as a disclosure, Justin and I, we just um, we also have a relationship blog kind of, you know, through social media that we post, you know, once or twice a month. And and it's funny that you said that because our post yesterday was, you know, most often people associate or have a negative connotation to conflict. But we love it because conflict to us is just another opportunity to solve a problem. So in dealing with your conflict of not knowing how to exist in a non-collaborative way, because that's all you know. Did you guys then recognize that if that is the conflict or as we say, another opportunity to solve a problem, you know, if you go go on to our website, you will... Really? Sometimes it's just a conflict. Sometimes it's just a conflict. conflict. If you go onto our website right now, it'll say we take a collaborative approach because that's really how we operate. Because my philosophy or our philosophy is two heads are better than one, three heads are better than two. So now that you recognize that that is a conflict, did you guys talk about it and say, all right, so we run this law firm together. So all the money's coming to us. So it only behooves us to do every single thing that we can to ensure a better outcome to our cases, which then might lend itself to the, well, if we do talk about every single one of our cases together, where two heads are better than one and so forth and so on. Have you recognized that? And have you now started to take that approach where the two of you discuss all of your cases together to see if somebody has a, maybe a different strategy, a, a, a different perspective. Have you done that? So, well, I would say therapy helps. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, we. No, for real. Like, absolutely. You know, but that's healthy, like, though. That's healthy. Yeah, like, that's healthy to recognize. Do you know what I'm saying? But she's good at communicating her feelings to me about things. So it, it's uh, and vice versa. So there's always a lot of communication going on. I at least I feel like when I do speak. Okay. You know, but I'm just saying it, 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 it's good to talk. Yeah. Well, and, and it's so interesting that you say that because, uh, and I'm going to speak for Alessandra, I'm sure she'll correct me if I'm wrong, but the the matters that I think we both find the most interesting are the ones we're, where we are being collaborative, where, you know, it, you know, it's a little bit of, you know, corporate deal and transaction knowledge needed and, and some litigation dispute resolution needed. And it, it's really kind of astounding the level up when when we actually are putting our heads together right that said that said you know the small law you know has to be efficient and clients want mm-hmm. everything yesterday and so uh, it would be a lie to say that mm-hmm. we're always putting our heads together on everything but when and i'd say we we've definitely increased that and, and especially as we've gotten uh you know more used to each other's styles but you know i'm trying to think of what i can say about cases that we're we're actually working together where where it's just been phenomenal results from that what i would say is the vast majority of matters from a strategy standpoint we are collaborating but from an actual getting work done standpoint we're not always both you know, doing the actual physical work together. There are some things that Aaron handles. There are a few things that I handle where we are, for the most part, independent. Um, like, I don't, you know, I I give input on corporate work, but that's not my background. And it's also usually not my interest either. Like, I'll help where I have something to add, but I'm not drafting or negotiating, uh, you know, deals and transactions. You guys are staying in your lanes on that. Like, you know what your strong suits are. On that, yeah. You know. Exactly. Um, And, like, same thing for a litigation. Aaron will give input where he has something to contribute, but, again, like you said, staying in our lanes. But I think, you know, the... In terms of working collaboratively versus independently, it's more like for me, it would be a thing where he would do something and not necessarily check in with me or communicate. And like, I would take it offensively. And like, you know, or I'd be like, well, like, why didn't we talk about it first? Or, you know, kind of like strategize together. Like you kind of just like went ahead. And I also honestly do think it's, I have like, a residual maybe like complex almost that I'm dealing with because I'm a woman and I'm Latina and I'm coming out of big law and I've had plenty of negative experiences in my career. And so I'm on the defensive in terms of almost like not being respected in the way that I feel I should be. So, you know, when there's been a couple of things that have happened where I'm like, you're we should be working together or collaborating. We should be communicating, but you're just like doing your own thing. Like I like, it feels like you're not respecting me and what I'm 
the value that I'm bringing. And he's like, that's not it. Uh, it's just kind of like getting shit done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's, that's, you know, always. And ultimately the, the, the issue when you see the world through your own optics and your own optics are only limited by your experiences. You know what I mean? That's, you know, I mean, hence the reason exactly. why the world goes round. So as we sit here today and have, wait, have you guys been together with your firm Three years, four years, four years, right? It's yes, wait, three years since Aaron started. I've been with the practice since beginning of 2022. Yeah, so, so now, so if we if we call it like two and a half, three years, what would you say is the the hurdle that you guys are working on at this very moment? with your partnership like what is the thing of like the year of the moment that like yeah i think that and and you know i thought about what i'm going to say it sounds very self-congratulatory but but we really (laughs) you know have have done phenomenal job for our clients uh our clients or for other clients uh people we work with whatever and you know when you're when you're eating you know you're eating what you kill it's very hard, at least for me, to turn away work and, you know, kind of modulate or, or regulate the the work level because we got two kids. They eat like crazy. Uh, they love their Pokemon. Um, <laughs> and we live in Brooklyn and, and, you know, there's a there's a lot going on. And, you know, there's that that at least on my end, that tendency to be like, sure let's take care of it you know we, we can you know we, we can handle this for you uh and, and there has to be that you know especially when you're working together parenting together and then you're a couple there, there has to be boundaries and differentiation and you know you can be kicking ass at being a lawyer but not necessarily doing the other things that are important to you know make the gears turn in, you know, in the background, meaning like if you don't, if the relationship suffers because, you know, the personal relationship suffers because the you're crushing it, right, business you're, partnership you're crushing is. a business, well, it's, it's going to bleed over. Yeah. Right. And that does happen. We're like, you know, we might not, we might have a disagreement about something that's specifically work related, but you know, it's not like you shut the door of the office and go into the, other part of the house and like at least for me my brain doesn't strictly separate those so like i'll be still carrying holding on to feelings but now it's like it does bleed into your personal relationship as well and that's that can be hard but you know like he said therapy helps and communication is so important like you have said as well um i think yeah our kind of our pain points now are like we're in that in-between phase where we really need to hire more people, but like, you know, it's that, can we really afford to hire more people exactly yet? Like we're in that, that phase of growth where it's like, you know, the height of the, the difficulty between growing and building and, you know, maintaining what you have and, and still making profit, you know? And then finding the right people is also difficult in this day and age too. Well, well that's, yeah. that's, that's, I, I mean, it, it, it's, we actually, like, you know, yeah. that's, it, it's almost like when you were talking about the conditions in 2010 and you're describing it, 
And I didn't I didn't feel it because I'm just in an area of law that is, you know, recession proof. Um, right. I'm like, I Must wish nice. the conditions could be like they were in, you know, 2010. But I, I want to tell you something, though. And I, I don't want to say this and sound like I am lecturing you. I we just have we've just been together for 17 years and we started this firm 12 years ago. Everything that you are describing. And and I only say this because oftentimes people aren't willing to share. Either they're embarrassed or they want to give the image that life is perfect. And so without sharing and not giving other people a perspective, then, you know, sometimes people suffer silently. I know I suffered silently as a mom because I wasn't one of those readers. Um, every, you know, school mom that I encountered, I- I'm like still traumatized. And I went through everything alone thinking that like my <laughs> child was an asshole and going to like blow up the world, you know, when he was a toddler at some point. You know what I mean? It wasn't through. Yeah, my children are both assholes. <laughs> no, yeah. but like, no, but seriously, I, but it wasn't until I met other parents that are willing to admit that they're kid was an asshole that I finally realized that my kid wasn't an asshole that my kid was just being a kid in a world and in a in a culture and in a generation where you know your kids got to your, your, your kids gotta like you know conform to a certain mold blah 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 so I don't want to so I, I don't want to sound like I'm lecturing you I'm just giving you the perspective and the Everything you're describing is so freaking normal. And it happens and it, 12 years later. And I mean, like, we still have similar everybody. conversations. It, it, it's... And, and here's the thing. Sometimes it's not even, like, sometimes you talk about things and you think that it is a problem. Like, we can't separate. And I'm still screaming at Justin, you know, once we're home, you know, if this fight started, you know, in the office or whatever. And what we realized in life was that sometimes it's not about changing or, you know, learning to shut off if you can't, because that in itself mm-hmm. is going to cause frustrations. And, you know, it, it, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right. And it's sometimes really hard to change our patterns of behavior. And so. OK, uh, I think she's going to say we fight sometimes. No, what yeah. I'm saying is sometimes <laughs> we realize what we are and how we behave and we learn to just work around that. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Justin yeah. realized, you know, and everybody at the firm realizes Candace is just really intense. She's passionate. And when I go zero to 60, it can happen at any time. If I want to talk about work at two o'clock in the morning, because that's just the way my mind operates. It doesn't mean something's wrong with me. It doesn't mean I have to change it. It just means I got to figure out how to be adaptable to have those conditions. So everybody knows I can scream at them five minutes later. We're laughing and joking and having a cocktail. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, you know, you go through these shit shows of moments but it doesn't mean that there's something that needs to be fixed. It's just an understanding that that's just the way that we are. And yeah. you know the intent behind it. And once you know that the intent behind it isn't bad or negative, you know, I, what I'm trying to say is don't think that everything that you perceive to be a problem needs yeah. to necessarily change or to be fixed when it really is just that's who we are. Now we know. And we adapt to it. And we adapt to it. You know, like, yeah. 
I love that too, because truthfully, it's like the opposite of most advice that you either see online if you're like looking about, you know, couples that work together or even our therapist has like (laughs) said the opposite or yours has, right? Like about like separation. But I'm like, that's not really it's not realistic. Honestly. It's not realistic. You can't. It's, it's like putting a square not peg really through a freaking hole. Listen, right. It, it like, we're not robots, right? Like, right. And the thing is, and, yeah. and here's the problem with stuff like that is like, there are some people that, you know, let's say if you go to a therapist and a therapist says to you, you know, as a partner, whether in business, life or both, this is the way it has to be. There are some people that are like, you know what? Because we couldn't do the X plus Y equals C that the therapist was recommending, that means we're broken. Maybe we're not compatible or, you know, shit's going to hit the roof. When really, that's not the case. You love Mm -hmm. each other. You have a family. You're building something freaking incredible. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's build on it. Let's figure out the workaround Listen, and, and, and let each other I, just I be say, each other, but understand what the boundaries are. I, I will say Candace. Oh, he wants to great, speak. Yes. I love it. I will say that Candace has done a great job. And because a lot of times at the beginning of the firm in the first few years, it was constantly like work, 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 work at home work. And, and it was just more work talk. And I got to the point, I'm like, I hunt. I'm not you. I can't talk about this shit every single like two minutes. Like, when I'm watching, like I'm a Knicks fan or a Rangers fan, I'm a New Yorker. So like when I'm watching my game, That's like I don't, yeah, I'm like I don't want to like talk about that. Like, but I'm you know like I need my own shutdown. Like I need to have a cocktail. I need to wind down. I can't always be about work. And then sometimes it carries too much into the home. But my son is turning twelve. He's, he's like used to it now. So <laughs> he look like, at him and be like, he, he, he looks at me and goes, "What did you do now, Dad?" <laughs> He goes, Dad, what'd you screw up today in the office? I'm like, thanks, Blake. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> but, you know, it's you get to a point where everybody kind of knows their thing. She doesn't wake me up at three o'clock in the morning anymore with an idea. It happens few and far between. I, I know when to say when on, on certain issues as well. And if you love each other and you want to continue your business, you have to evolve with each other. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be rosy. But, you know, you don't give up. And, you know, but that's I think like we've we've gone to like a therapist once, I think. Remember? Yes. And and we went to a therapist together and it was like a 45 minute session. She spoke for 44 minutes. I spoke for uh, about 32 seconds. And then the other guy said, all right, well, we're done for today. (laughs) I said, this is not going to work. And, and then know, you get the bill and you're like, what the hell is this? Like, yeah, what, what I do? Right? So it was, a, it was a session for her. But we've learned that is the more and more we talk to each other, like I prefer like an argument last night. OK. And, uh, you know, she you know, when, when she communicates with me, I'm a and, yeller. And, and, I'm a major yeller. Yeah. But, what, but it, it's, it's how she communicates. And I get that. And I used to always yell back. I sometimes still do. But sometimes I know she is right. And I, I, I think about it. And I go, you, you, you make a point. And, and I think that's the best way to, you know, sometimes handle is just the two of you start to learn how to just deal with each other better and recognize what, you know, that everybody does love each other. Everybody has the right intent. Things are not going to be always carried out and executed the way you want it. Some one person's going to think they do more than the other sometimes and vice versa. But that's just part of anybody. Okay. And don't it's, let anybody tell it, you. It, like, it, and, yeah, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Well, and. I that's think my that's opinion. exactly right. 
And I, and I think that we do a lot of disservice uh, when we try to Instagram our lives and, you know, everything is picture perfect and, and filtered and posed and, you know, that's not life. I, I mean, no. we, figure well, we should Instagram live in arguments. That'd be fun. Oh, we totally should Instagram live. <laughs> <laughs> like a million fucking uh, You have your uh, your million follower TikTok oh, idea. Right? Yeah, what, I what, mean, what, uh, Instagram live. What are they doing? Well, they're arguing. Oh, that's fantastic. That's brilliant, guys. That's my idea. People would pay money for that. They seriously. would totally pay, especially our fights. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, it's two twenty three, right? No, but we're we're going on. I love this. Yeah. So I don't I don't I didn't want to take too much. I I needed to inject, and I apologize for like taking up. No, I love it. How dare you? On your own podcast, you guys. But I I needed to get that out there because I'm hearing what you're saying, and I'm like, oh, they're still in that, you know, that first two to three year stage where we I wanted to freaking gouge his eyes out with a spoon, like I, I yeah, like yeah. it was you know the growing pains was not cool. <laughs> so here's my thing. I am not crazy. <laughs> I can no, we need it when you're it, doing though. that. We we needed to hear it, so I'm grateful because it's so true. You don't really don't. People do want to glamorize everything, and they don't always. You know, it's like what you want to hear or what they should say. You know, but not the truth. And the truth needs to be said about so many things, including stuff like this. People, we're you know what's that word? We're perfectly imperfect. You know, we are. That's how you know, describe this, our marriage. Dysfunction yeah. isn't a bad thing. You know, it's, it's it's our dysfunction. It works for us. There's more love between us than most people out there. And if you if you don't lose sight of that kind of stuff, and you got to and you got to make sure you make time for each other. That's yeah. not work because we 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 you know we we take even though we have a kid and stuff like this is why you sexually harass me in the office. Mm-hmm. And I can say this, and I know you guys exactly. won't be offended that yeah. I said that because we talked about this yeah. before I hit the record button. But you know, <laughs> when you have kids mm-hmm. and they're young, and how old are yours? Six and four. Okay, so they're you're at that stage where, because they're not so self-sufficient, having intimate time becomes really, really difficult. And I will tell you, this is one suggested, and then I want to to move on to talking a little bit about your actual business. But so um, for us it was one of those things where i we've never been on so well i've never been on social media up until six months ago and we did it and i did it for marketing purposes one of the best things about being on social media as much as it's difficult to put myself out there but we're doing it and we're rocking it and i love it is that you it forces you to become creative when you're when you're doing your b-roll type footages right where i'm not sitting in front and going please hire cernus law we'll get you the compensation no we're talking about the b-roll like fun stuff that you'll see on tiktok and so because of that it almost forced me to adopt like a, a different part of my persona just to be creative and so that kind of parlayed itself into us being more playful with each other in the office because we had to do it for part of our shoots to be who we normally are outside of the office and it's just actually carried on and so like one of the things was like 
I used to have to, you know, he would get video footages of me in my day to life of Candace putting on my pantyhose and, you know, doing, you know, little, and, you know, <laughs> but like when you start doing that and you're doing it for social media purposes, then your husband looks at you and is like, Ooh, I kind of mm-hmm. like those fishnet stockings that you're putting on for this shoot that we're doing on social media. And it takes a life on his own. He's like, Oh, can you please wear this? And maybe when we get to the office and we're continuing to shoot the day in a life, can you bend over and, and you know, drop the pen and do the bend? Wow, you're making sound like a real not- pervert at the same time, but thank you. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm all for it. it. I'm yeah. all for it, honey. mechanics of how something inorganic turned into something that was organic for us. And it's fun. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while we're not, you know, boning each other in the office, but, yeah. but it's almost like a foreplay. But I'm just, I'm <laughs> sharing little tidbits with you guys sure. because yeah, you're I in the that. stage that we were in several years ago. Yeah. Um, so there's just a couple of things for you guys to think about. Let it, let it marinate a little bit. Mm-hmm. But let's, 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 talk about the business. Let's, you know, talk about something super positive and let's highlight you guys because you guys, from what I understand, are totally rocking it. So, you know, who are your typical clients? I'm I'm assuming you're not always representing the big, you know, Goliath and that, you know, most of your clients are burned by the big corporate giants, the big tech giants, correct? That's what both of you guys do. And how would yeah. people find you other than by word of mouth? Like, is is that the, the main way that you guys get, you know, get your clients is by strict word of mouth? Yes. Yeah, so we, it's always been word of mouth until very recently when the marketing department really stepped up its game. <laughs> the marketing department. Love those marketing departments. Um, and you know, if anyone's suffered through us till till now, uh, let us know what you think about the website. I think it's spectacular, and the marketing department uh, disagrees. See, yes, uh, this is an exact <laughs> perfect example of an agree a dis- disagreement because I want to redo the website, and Aaron thinks that it's fine. And so. I said we should thumb wrestle to see who decides, and I won. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's so. Thumb fair. wrestling is definitely a you know, a way to problem solve or there's a lot of different things you could do. Maybe other avenues. Kickboxing. In in which way to... um, Don't don't give ideas. (laughs) Kickboxing would hurt. I'm I'm a lover, not a fighter. (laughs) Clients uh, range from entrepreneurs and innovators up to small, medium-sized businesses. I think our largest has... Probably 200 plus employees at this point. Um, and they're all primarily focused in uh, emerging areas. We have uh, a lot of Amazon uh, related companies. We have fintechs. We have influencers. We have data aggregators and, and everything in between. We, we have, frankly, some more traditional businesses. Uh, you know, we represent some some physician practices. We have some nightlife clients, and really, what's allowed us to kind of be so versatile. And and so we really we we market ourselves as we market ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. We describe ourselves as um, 
you know, I guess a mix between outside general counsel, um, but but really having the ability to kind of serve at, in, in the role that in-house counsel would be. Like we get intimately involved in our clients' business operations. We suggest business solutions just as much as we uh, suggest legal solutions. If not and, more, honestly. Yeah, and, and it really gives such a positive outcome to clients when it's not, you know, some some schmuck that you call up once in a while and is billing you at $1,000 an hour and doesn't really have a grasp beyond what you're telling them. When you have that kind of institutional knowledge of, of how the business developed, I, I mean, I, the company that I mentioned before that has 200 employees started as two brothers that I was helping out. You know, a lot of our clients we've had since they were babies and and we've, you know, we help them avoid roadblocks and, and keep them from stumbling and, and really, you know, uh, one of the things that, that I pat myself on the back a lot about is, you know, you're right, we're, we're not often in the position of power and a lot of the times I'm convincing the more powerful party, you know, here's why you should accept this change and, and do this the way that we suggested because it really creates positive incentives. <laughs> And and ultimately, you know, if you want to have a contract that you're throwing in the drawer, and you're never going to look at again. You should know that it's it's designed to to really be fair and and to incentivize good behavior. And frankly, we've taken the approach where we told clients, listen, you negotiated a great deal. You got you to gotta scale it back because this will be in litigation within a year or two because they're going to be unhappy and they're going to manufacture a, a reason to breach and, and you're going to be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in litigation costs and it's just not worth it. Make this more of a uh, of a, a win-win and frankly, they hasn't been a peep uh, from, from that. So your best deal may not always be the best deal. Well, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of win at all costs mentality that you see in business and in life. And, uh, you know, it's not, you don't always have to hit the grand slam. And, you know, if you hit doubles and triples consistently, you're going to be scoring a lot of runs. And, and, and frankly, uh, you know, we're, in, we're in the, the legal business, but we're really in the, the business of problem solving and problem, problem solving. solving relationships, like relationships matter. They do. And when you, take every interaction as a uh you know prisoner's dilemma right what's the most optimal thing for me to do right here in this moment well that doesn't really work in life where you have repeated interactions and and your reputation precedes you and and there there's a lot of goodwill to be gained and and reputation and, and trust to be gained by doing things the right way so we really you know we we help our clients uh grow and we're we're very it's pretty gratifying. I love that you just said that because I hear you in us when, you know, everybody, you know, we're also on podcasts sometimes where people will say, well, what distinguishes you? And it sounds really cliche, but I always tell people we really just give a shit. You know, we're not the, 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 the doctor when you go and they're like, you know, we just take, take the medicine and maybe this will, you know, handle the symptoms. That you have. I want to yeah. solve the problem. I want to fix the problem. I want to get to the root of it. And I love anticipating what problems may arise and preventing them because most lawyers go through the 
emotions and check the box. They don't take the extra steps like lawyers like us or like you that are like, all right, I did what I was supposed to do. But because I actually give a shit and I understand like the ins and outs, I'm not only solving the problem that you hired me for, I'm being proactive and anticipating what future problems may be. And most lawyers would be like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's not my problem. It's not the water. You're actually you're 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 in the long game. You're in it for the long, you know, you're in it for the long game. And you want to keep that relationship going. And so this is your baby where I might not be, you know, I'm not only dealing with the task at hand and what you wanted me to deal with, but I'm looking out, I got your back. And like, I'm ride or die all the way. And I love that because I don't see a lot of practitioners, you know, legal practitioners doing this. Nobody gives a shit anymore. I feel like nobody. So I thank you for that because I love that you just said that. And I was just going to kind of just piggyback on that quickly. And then I know I've been yapping away. Um, But, you know, sometimes... You know, in the moment, it's painful to, you know, cut some hours because, you know, the the client has a certain expectation and, you know, and you went above and beyond. And, you know, so, you know, you're not collecting for those hours in that moment, but the... It's an the ROI you will definitely see later on. That, yes. That's exactly, exactly. right. And, and we've seen it. And, yeah. and you know, and, and frankly, until we got the marketing department, that's why we, we didn't really need to... Uh, to, to advertise a market because when you do a good job and you care, you, you know, your, your work sells itself. You're, yeah. Your, your, right. your business, you guys will soar with that type of, you know, mentality. Um, I, I'm already over like my standard time. That's how much I like talking to you guys. Um, I do have to wrap it up, but I'm not letting you guys go without asking the question that I ask every single one of my guests at the end. And that is, you know, now that you guys been together as a couple for X amount of years and you've been in business now for X amount of years, what has been your biggest life lesson takeaway so far? Like what can you share with the audience? And, and for some of our guests, the life lessons are the same in both business and in their post personal lives. Some, they have a different one for each. It's completely up to you. You guys may have the same or different. So let's go to Alessandra first. What do you think has been the most valuable lesson takeaway that you have, you know, gleaned thus far? Well, so I think I touched on it before, but it's, not to be convinced by what the industry or society tells you you're supposed to do, like what what your options are. You can create your own options and you can do something different that maybe someone's done it before, maybe they haven't, but, you know, be creative in, in all the ways. And I think that's like what we bring to life and to our clients, like with the advice that we give them, like Aaron mentioned, Sometimes it's not the advice that will allow us to bill more hours. It's, you know, one thing that he taught me is to, I learned from him is he always asked like, what is your goal? And of course, for me, in terms of problem solving disputes and litigation, it's what are your concerns? And then figuring out the best solution based on what, you know, the the answers to those questions. My biggest piece of advice in life, oh, that's hard. I think um, it's to, like, I think you said it, play the long game. 
You know, it's not about just what is in front of you today or what you're expecting tomorrow, but like thinking about two years down the line, five, 10. And I think that for me, ultimately, not being an asshole as well. I mean, frankly, as simple as that sounds, like I've been burned a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been betrayed. I've been mistreated. I've been, you know, everything under the sun that. That was just yesterday. (laughs) That you could, you know, (laughs) especially a woman in this industry, like it's pretty much all happened to me, but I've still tried to be a good person and not to do the things to others that have been done to me. And I think ultimately it has come back to me in a positive way, maybe not in, you know, the exact like situation or lane, like my career, but in other ways in life, like it, it does matter to like be kind, you know, and 100%. be a decent human being. So that's what I, I agree. Love that. And Aaron. So I think, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this, this meets your criteria, but, but the one thing that, because, you know, things can be frustrating, whether you're dealing with opposing counsel or dealing with bosses or, um, or kids or frankly, any situation. And it, I find that it's really helpful to remember that it's very easy to escalate, but it's very difficult to deescalate. Right. And and when you take that kind of a foundational approach to life that and especially because most at least, you know, our backgrounds are are fairly fiery and, you know, sometimes the instinct is, well, fuck this guy. Like, you know, you're going to do this. Well, I'm going to do that. And, and I, you know, they say, you know, you catch more bees with honey and so on, but it, it's really, I think it just applies across the board that it really, you know, a graduated kind of reasoned approach really just pays for itself. Uh, the other thing is, honestly, I've seen so many kind of small mistakes turn into really expensive mistakes, whether, you know, a client didn't want to pay to have something done or, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of one example where uh, the client didn't want to spend a couple thousand dollars to, uh, you know, to set up uh, an S corporation uh, appropriately. And when it came time to exit, they, they got a, about a $6 million haircut because they had all these, you know, tax liabilities. And, and so I think this kind of dovetails with what I was saying before is that it, it's, there's a lot of dividends just that that can be paid in just doing something right, regardless of the the short term pain. You guys are my people. Let me tell you, like everything you're saying, I'm like you re- you really are because you talk to people and you can kind of suss out like their value system, right? And and how and their value system, their belief system, you know, just by you know short conversations and and certain buzzwords of of what they're feeling there. And I love you know what you guys have said. You guys are totally my people. I'm telling you one thing. Now that we do have a firm in New York, we opened up an office. I'm hiring your asses, man. If I need to, I mean, I hope I don't need to. But if I we're do- hiring your asses, I'll tell you, that, like we have a fair amount of people who come to us with the type of work that you do so well i'm excited it's funny people we're just gonna take you out though we're gonna party okay like we should totally just get together play hard baby a hundred percent i'm right there with you i love that 
Awesome. Well, thank you for being on Relationship. Why don't you stay uh, on? Wait, stay on. Yeah, stay, stay on. on. We're just, well, I was going to say, and before we go, for uh, for people who made it this far, yeah, please if you tell them where to find us. www.messing.law, and you can find all of our And can you spell that out just in case there are people out oh, there? Oh, yeah, Messing. M-E-S-S-I-N-G.law. We're very easily findable, and we're pretty accessible. Are there any like social media handles or anything that that you want to put out do, there? But that is, you know, speaking of what you were the marketing department yeah, slacking. The market, the the social media marketing department is is slacking. But yes, we are. Aaron's big on Twitter. Um, what's your Twitter? Tell what's them your Twitter. Twitter. Uh, Twitter at A M E S S. Come for the spicy takes and. Uh, yeah. Amos. We'll see if you get, yeah, I'll see if you get uh, indigestion from it. Yeah, we we're, we're working on our TikTok and our Instagram. But I'll have my marketing department get reach out to your marketing Please department. Do. We can, Thank I you. can share yeah. everything that we're doing. Awesome. Thank you for Thank you guys. It was awesome. appearing on the podcast. Stay tuned. Thank you for having us. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Don't miss next week's episode for more relatable, real, and practical insights from Relationship packed with even more candid conversations. So make sure to subscribe, tune in, and keep your wine glass full. And if you want to share your own experience or ask a question, follow us on social media and feel free to reach out. Go to cernitslaw.com, call 888-68-DAMAGE, or email us at cshanbraun at cernitslaw.com or jcernitz at cernitslaw.com. 